Hello everyone, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Everything Star Wars. Today, I will be going over some highlights of Boba Fett's career and his life. This will be similar to the Ahsoka Tano highlights episode I did, in that I will just not be giving a biography of Boba Fett, not explaining everything that happened, but just going over some crucial highlights that may come up, may come up in the book of Boba Fett, may be important, some themes that are reoccurring that might come up. And this is just some stuff you might know but have forgotten, or just some stuff you didn't know. And this is stuff from the Clone Wars TV show, a lot from the comics though. So if you haven't read up read the comics that he's been in, then this will be something you should probably listen to. Now, if you were thinking this is a Book of Boba Fett episode one highlights episode, you are sadly mistaken. But don't stop listening. This is going to be very crucial, I think, for understanding who Boba Fett is. So without further ado, let's just jump right in. Boba Fett, as a young boy, worked for his worked with his father rather a lot, Django Fett. Django Fett worked in a team or worked with other bounty hunters quite a bit. And he often took his son with him, of course, once he was old enough. And there was even one occasion where Boba Fett had to kill another member of their group, their bounty hunter group. And Django Fett, because the other member of the group had Boba Fett in a headlock demanding more money, basically, from Jango Fett as a higher cut. Jango Fett knew that he wouldn't be able to kill Boba because Boba was too good. He trained him too well. Boba, of course, escaped and killed him. So this just showed the trust that Jango had for his son and just the at a very young age, the fact that Boba Fett was working on a team. And this would come up later. Boba Fett worked on teams maybe more times than he didn't, but or rather, maybe not more times than he didn't, but he worked, a, worked on a team quite a bit, especially during the Clone Wars. And that takes us to the Clone Wars, when he, really the first thing that made him prominent was the fact that he tried to kill Mace Windu. Mace Windu is, of course, the Jedi Master who slew his father in the Petranchi Arena on Geonosis. So he tried to kill Mace Windu a couple times, very, I mean, back-to-back times, but still two different occasions. First, he tried to blow up the ship he was on. Second, he tried to just blow him up on the planet below that they, I believe, crash-landed on. Vancor, and that's the name of the planet, Vancor, and he failed both times, but he came very close, and he worked with Asajj Ventress and a bounty hunter called Castus. So, he worked, he's working on a team still, he, he hasn't fully become, become fully independent, but this teamwork thing has, has been paying off for him. Not in this case, because he just failed. Mace Windu's a Jedi Master, there's not going to be much you can do against that. So after he had failed to do that, he continued to work with Arasang for a bit, her being basically a mentor for him since she was fairly close with Jango Fett. Then after that, he started his own bounty hunter group. Once he got enough notoriety and prestige, basically, from his reputation, he built up a reputation, built a team called the Crate's Claw, and this was comprised of uh, multiple different bounty hunters at different times. Some of the primary members were Dengar, occasionally Bosk, Lotsrazi, Highsinger, the droid, and occasionally Embo worked with them as well. These are just a few of the bounty hunters who worked with him, but this is a team composed of about five to six to seven people. Asajj Ventress even worked with him one time when, he, when she uh, killed a member of their group and had to, had to make up for it. So... 
he led that, but he wasn't a great leader. That's the thing. And Asajj Ventress even pointed that out one time too. She went on a mission with them and pointed out really how bad of a leader he was. He's a great bounty hunter. He's very skilled, but he's not the best leader. He didn't inherit that ability from his father, which is very sad because if he were a good, good leader, if he were a great leader at this point, then there's, there'd really be no stopping him. The mission that Asajj Ventress went with him on went south and she ended up putting him she ended up basically replacing the cargo, which was a slave girl, with him. So when the cargo got to where it was supposed to go, the the recipient opened it, and instead of finding his new slave, he found Boba Fett, which was very unfortunate for both of them. Asajj Ventress walked away scotch-free. But Boba Fett was not a great leader. He didn't really he doesn't really care about his team members. He really just cares that the job gets done. Which, for a bounty hunter, that's fine. That, yeah, that's how, that's, I think, what your mindset should be. But in general, as a leader, that's, that's, not the right, that's not the right attitude at all. So he's not a great leader. Now, not a lot is known about him between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. But during the time of A New Hope, and possibly before that, a little bit before then as well, he had worked for Darth Vader. He worked for Darth Vader throughout his career on several occasions. First of which, or... Most primarily <laughs> was most no most notably was the time when there was a contract out to capture alive or bring proof of death to uh, these two. I believe they were rebel officers or rebel spies, and he collected that bounty or he tried to collect that bounty, but he disintegrated them in the process. And Darth Vader did not accept this as proof of death, so he refused to pay Boba. This is where the line in Empire Strikes Back comes from: no disintegrations. Because Boba Fett was known for disintegrating people, which is just a very scary thing. He also worked for Darth Vader. Darth Vader hired him specifically to track down Luke Skywalker, or rather the boy who blew up the Death Star. And Boba Fett was, of course, unable to do so, but he found the name Skywalker. That's what he discovered. And that was very crucial for Darth Vader, because Darth Vader, of course, knows that name. <laughs> so he was also hired to track down Han Solo. He was one of six. Six bounty hunters, including IG-88, Dengar, Bosk, Zuckus, and four LOM, to track down Han Solo. Boba Fett managed to throw them all off the scent, well, except four LOM and Zuckus. But he threw the rest off the scent by in, through several ways. He, he gave them false coordinates and then installed false coordinates to find Han Solo onto his ship so that when the others realized they were given false coordinates, they would use Boba Fett's coordinates, which were also false. It's just this very complicated thing he did. And then, of course, he also hid his ship in the, uh, basically in the, the garbage disposal of the Executor, the Super Star Destroyer, and found Han Solo that way by floating out with the garbage. So he's just very clever, very cunning, and a very just crafty warrior and bounty hunter. And he was also part of a job on Corellia that, uh, this last minute thing, the leader of the job, the mission, Nakano Lash, a Nautilin, she was down a member, so Bosk, who was part of the crew, suggested she bring in Boba Fett. And she did so. This was very unfortunate for her, because it turned out to be the death of her. Now the mission, the job went south, the head of the mission, Nakano Lash, killed the client because the client was about to do something she didn't like, this is explained in the comic, and Boba Fett, when he heard that the mission was completely botched, and the fact that one of the most dangerous crime syndicates, the Mourner's Whale, was going to be super ticked off, he realized that they were all in deep trouble. 
So he vowed revenge, both vowed revenge on Nakano Lash. So before delivering Han Solo to Jabba, he got wind that Nakano Lash was back. Or he got wind of where she was hiding, rather. And he tracked her down and killed her. So all because she, and I quote, you damaged my reputation. That's what he says. You damaged my reputation. No one does that and lives, is what he says. So that's pretty intense. If you damage Boba Fett's reputation, you don't stand much of a chance of living. And she, she damaged his reputation because he hadn't really lost a lot of contracts before. Even when he couldn't deliver on the disintegrated contact uh, contract, he still, he still completed the mission. He just didn't do it the way Darth Vader wanted. So you damage, your, you damage Boba Fett's rep, you don't stand much of a chance. Now, after this, he went to deliver... Jabba, uh, Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt. But this is where the War of the Bounty Hunters kicks in. If you haven't done so already, make sure to listen to those episodes where I read through the actual War of the Bounty Hunter comics. But just a quick, quick recap. This does not do it justice. But he loses Solo. Basically, the Carbonite Matrix starts failing and he's got to get it fixed. But as he's getting it fixed, it gets stolen from the person who's fixing it. Jabba thinks he sold it to someone else. So he puts a bounty on Boba Fett. Boba Fett's being basically hunted and tracked down by all these other bounty hunters who he easily defeats because he's just so powerful. Then he goes to, he finds out there's an auction. The Crimson Dawn's doing an auction. They were the ones who stole Han Solo from him, and they're doing an auction to give him to someone, give Solo to someone. He is not able to take Han Solo back at the auction, and the Empire ends up with Han Solo. So he teams up with Baylor Valence, who he also teamed up with on the botched Corellian job. Valence hates Boba Fett. Valence has tried to kill Boba Fett several times without success, of course, because Boba Fett is just too good. And he actually teams up with Valence here to, to take back Han Solo. And once again, Valence tries to kill him, but Boba Fett simply puts a thermal detonator in his chest and blows him up. He's not dead. Valence isn't dead, but he's completely scattered. Valence is a, a cyborg, if you didn't know. He's a cyborg. He'd been blown up way too many times to count, and he's been simply just replaced with metal parts, cybernetic parts. So he teamed up with Valence. He did, in fact, recover Solo after a very long skirmish and a very long trek to regain him. He did regain him, and he delivered him to Jabba the Hutt after having to defeat IG-88 again. IG-88 tracked him down and tried to capture Solo for himself, but then Boba Fett beat him. So that's just a basic Boba Fett highlight. And then, of course, okay, I guess this should go without saying. Uh, he worked. He's worked with Jabba the Hutt on occasion multiple times, basically just working as a bodyguard, like Bosk and Dengar have as well. But working as a bodyguard, working as just whatever else Jabba might need, like getting Han Solo. And, of course, Boba Fett met his demise after falling into the Sarlacc. But not really his demise, because we see him again. He tracks down the Mandalorian, who had, who had his armor. And he tracked down Din Djarin, rather, who had his armor taken from Cobb Vanth. And tracked him down and helped him uh, get Grogu back from the Empire. From there, he went back to Tatooine, killed Bib Fortuna, and sat on Jabba's throne, taking his place kind of as ruler of Tatooine. But we'll see how far that goes in the Book of Boba Fett, which, if you're listening to this episode on Wednesday the 29th, then it's out today. Book of Boba Fett is out, so you need to watch that right away if you have not already. And if you are excited for that as much as I am, then stop listening. Thank you so much for listening, but you have more important things to do if you have not watched the Book of Boba Fett right now.
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave me a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really does help because people look at this podcast and say, whoa, five stars. I should probably check this out. And please, now's the time to do it. I've been doing this podcast for almost a year now. I think next week it'll be a year. And if you've enjoyed this, please share this podcast with all your friends who might be interested, anyone you might know who'd be interested in Star Wars, right, in the Book of Boba Fett. Now we're in Book of Boba Fett season, so if you're going to need some episodes, you're going to need some episode reviews and summaries and analysis, I think. So that's what I'm here for, here to serve you and let other people know. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, may the Force be with you.